This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, November 13th, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. The president has been re-elected, but his health care law is just as vulnerable as ever. That according to Michael Cannon, director of health policy studies at the Cato Institute and co-author of Healthy Competition, what's holding back health care and how to free it. Ever since Mitt Romney lost the election, a lot of Obamacare supporters have been saying, that's it, this is settled law, uh, Obamacare is not going to be repealed. But really, Mitt Romney was never the greatest threat to Obamacare. The greatest threat to Obamacare has always been Obamacare itself, its high costs, its unpopularity, the enormous instability it's going to introduce into labor markets, into healthcare markets. And therefore, Obamacare is still vulnerable. It is not settled law. In fact, I would predict that before the end of his second term, President Obama will sign into law major changes to Obamacare because it is not sustainable. It cannot take effect as intended. And part of the reason is because it needs the approval of state legislatures and state governors before it can take effect. Several states have already come out and said, we are not going to create these, uh, acting in part on some work that you and Jonathan Adler have done. How many states are we talking about now? Well, there are two new entitlements that Obamacare creates. One is the health insurance exchanges. The other is the expansion of the Medicaid program. Both of those, over the first 10 years, will spend about a trillion dollars. And states have to approve both of them. So the numbers vary as to how many states have approved each, how many states are going to block each. With regard to health insurance exchanges, more than a dozen states have already said they're not going to create exchanges. A little more than a dozen have said they are, and the rest are up for grabs. There's a deadline or a supposed deadline that's coming up where the administration has said that states have to signal their intentions by this deadline, and they can fill in all the details later. But really, the administration is so desperate to get states to help, they're going to keep pushing those deadlines back. And it's become it's looking increasingly unlikely that either the states or the federal government will be able to implement these exchanges on time, which is to say have them operational by October 1st of 2013. There are a lot of reasons why states are refusing to create exchanges and why they should refuse to create exchanges. The first one is this is not a mandate. The federal government is not requiring states to create exchanges. This is an option. They're asking states to do so. Second, operating an Obamacare exchange would actually be illegal in 14 states. That's how many states have enacted statutes or constitutional amendments saying that it is illegal for state employees to participate participate in the enforcement of any penalty against employers or individuals for not purchasing health insurance. These are called Health Care Freedom Acts, and they are on the books in Alabama, Arizona, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Missouri, Montana, Ohio, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Utah, and Virginia. In those 14 states, it would be unlawful for them to create an Obamacare exchange and implement that part of the law. Uh, each, In addition, each exchange uh, would cost its state an estimated 10 to $100 million per year, which raises the prospect of tax increases. The deadlines that the administration has issued are no more real than the deadlines that they've been pushing back repeatedly since 2008 for the Real ID Act. States can always create an exchange later if they decline to choose one now. 
Uh, a state-created exchange is not a state-controlled exchange. All the exchanges are going to be controlled by Washington. Congress didn't authorize any funds for a federal fallback exchange. So Washington may not be able to impose an exchange on states that don't create one at all. The Obama administration has yet to provide crucial information to states that they need in order to make an informed decision about whether to create an exchange. Creating an exchange actually sets up state officials to take the blame when Obamacare and its regulations start increasing insurance premiums and denying care to the sick. So states would be volunteering to take a bullet for federal officials uh, on, on those issues. Creating an exchange would be assisting in the creation of a public option, which is a federally chartered health plan that is going to uh, get special perks from the federal government and therefore be able to drive domestic health insurance carriers out of business. Uh, Obamacare remains unpopular even though President Obama won re-election. The election was not a referendum on Obamacare. In fact, it just pitted the first person to enact Obamacare against the second person to enact Obamacare. Whenever voters were given a chance uh, to express their views on Obamacare, they voted against it overwhelmingly. And uh, the most recent poll that I've seen found that only about a third of the public supports it. Rejecting an exchange also reduces the federal deficit because the subsidies, the new entitlement spending that flows through these exchanges can only flow under the statute, can only... Uh, start flowing if that exchange is created by a state. So if all states declined to create exchanges, federal deficits over the next 10 years would fall by roughly $700 billion. But I think perhaps the most salient reason for states not to create an exchange is related to the fact that those subsidies only flow through a state-created exchange. It is also the case that the employer mandate can only take effect if a state creates its own exchange. The employer mandate is, the, is, is the, the part of Obamacare that says to employers, if you have more than 50 employees, you have to provide them coverage that's of minimum value and, quote, affordable. And if an employer doesn't do that, they get hit with, a, with penalties of up to $2,000 per worker per year. So the way it works out with all the various uh, caveats and rules and regulations is an employer with 100 workers would face a fine of $140,000 per year. States can exempt their employers from those penalties just by not creating, creating an exchange. In addition, because those subsidies would not be available, many more of their residents would be eligible for the affordability exemption from the individual mandate in Obamacare. By my estimates, states collectively could exempt as many as 18 million Americans from the individual mandate. And that's a tax of $2,085 per family of four. And that applies to families of four making as little as $24,000 a year. So if you're a state legislator or a governor, this is something you have to seriously consider. Do you want to impose a tax of $2,000 or more on families of four making $24,000 a year? Do you want your state to be one of the ones that imposes this burdensome, punitive tax on employers or do you want to be one of the states that exempts your employers from that tax and can lure employers away from other states? You said earlier that you predicted that President Obama would eventually have to sign something into law that makes significant changes to the law. Is there some sort of tipping point coming with respect to the number of states refusing to participate here in which Congress would then uh, reopen the law? I think Congress has to reopen the law uh, regardless. The more states refuse to implement the Medicaid expansion or to implement a health insurance exchange, 
the sooner it will become apparent that Congress has to reopen this law. And it won't just be Republicans, I think, that are clamoring for changes. I think that there will be enough misery inflicted in enough states uh, and on the constituents of enough Democratic representatives and senators that even some Democrats will want to reopen the law. Michael Cannon is director of health policy studies at the Cato Institute and co-author of Healthy Competition, What's Holding Back Healthcare and How to Free It. You can get your copy at Cato.org.